Welcome and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Now let's listen to the panel session of the She Makes a Difference 2018 Women's Conference. part of this session, we are wanting to hear from some of our local ladies. So we've heard from Deb this morning, amazing, amazing woman of God who's been in Vietnam 20 years. We've just seen on the on the screens about this lady, Justine Flynn, who is making a product that's going all the way around the world and just helping amazing communities. And sometimes when we're in the midst, we've got Amy, who's led an amazing life as a missionary for 45 years. Sometimes when we're in the midst of such amazing women, we can, we can accidentally think to ourselves, oh, well, I'm just, I don't know, I just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, but as Deb said this morning, we are all created for significance. We all have a calling from God to make a difference and we all have the God-given ability to be influential with the women and, and people around us. And so... We are going to hear from five women now. You know who you are, ladies. Come up and join me. Judy, Taiwo, Sophie, and Sophie, <laughs> two Sophies, and Cree. Come up and join me. We're going to just have a little quick chat, just a chat. And I want you to be able to hear from these women just what they do in their lives, what they do in their everyday days. And, um, you know, if I look around the room here, I'm pretty much, we could have all of you on a, on a chair sharing about what you do in your life. This is, you know, we have a room here full of amazing women that I just couldn't have you all up to talk because then no one would be listening. So, um, <laughs> so we had to draw the line somewhere. So <laughs> we've selected a five and we're just going to have a little bit of a chat and um, I'd love for you just to get a, just get a sense of, of what, what and why a little bit in their lives. And we haven't done this before. And we haven't prepared and uh, we haven't practiced. So you'll just be a part of it as we are. So it's going to be, um, who knows how it's going to go, but it'll be fun. So welcome, ladies. Do we have any microphones for you yet? No? Okay. First step. Excuse me. One moment. I'll assist myself. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, assistant. Okay, let's start with you can have one. We'll put one here. You guys can just share. Share as we go. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yes, please make sure they're on. Excellent. Excuse me again. <laughs> Confident. Good. All right. <clears throat> and again, here we will start. <laughs> So, just reading my notes. <laughs> All right. So, I, I sent the ladies just a couple of questions, just so they had a bit of an idea of where we might be headed with our chat. And um, I would just like to, maybe we'll start with you, Judy. So, Judy, put your hand up so everyone knows who you are. Woo, okay, this is Judy. Yes. Amazing lady in our church. And Judy, when we were thinking about the panel and thinking about um, just wanting people to share about making an influence in their lives, making a difference, one of the things that stood out for me with you, because I don't know what you do in your everyday life. I know you, you work, you've got kids, but what I know about you is that 
I hear testimony after testimony of people in the church who have come to the church and then they get supported. They always say, oh, well, Judy and her amazing husband, they end up having coffees with half the church. They're supporting. Everyone seems to be supported by you guys. And it comes up when they share about how they have transitioned to Alice Springs. You guys are a part of that story. And I wanted to just... um, to me, that's really inspiring. And maybe it's not something that um, people consider at the top of their head as, wow, that's making a big difference. But it makes a massive difference in so many people's lives. So I just wanted to hear from you, you know, how do you how do, you do that? <laughs> how do you take a posture in your life where you are just so welcoming and inviting to so many people? So first of all, when I got asked this, um, God had told me a long time ago to say yes to my leaders. Danielle will tell you I did not say that. I said, <laughs> I said, what's this for? <laughs> and then when she told me, I had to think. I was like, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> so I have to explain first that um, I grew up in foster care, so I probably moved 12 times in 18 years, and then I was military. So I lived a life of transition. So how do you think God's going to use me? So you don't think about it. You just do it. You know the difficulty in moving and everything. But I asked my husband the questions that you asked me. And I said, okay, you've known me for a long time. What do I do? I don't understand. And I don't. I really don't. But what it came down to was the love of Christ. When I got saved, and this goes for all of us, no matter where we came from, I was loved probably for the first time in my life. And I didn't know how to do or what to do with that. And I wanted to just give it away. So anytime I saw anybody hurting or in need or alone, I wanted to fill that void. So it started with simple things like young girls in the church who came up pregnant. And I would immediately approach them and say, wow, you know, God has blessed you with a gift. Let's not talk about what happened, but you chose to keep it. You know, look at you. And it started with just looking at that. Then when we start moving and you see somebody come in, and um, there's so many people I can talk to about that, but they have done that to me. Everybody remember Amy Beth? All right. So I was probably in this church 10 seconds when Amy Beth picked me up. And my son was being sold at an auction five days later. (laughs) This church is just that way, isn't it? So that's what it boils down to is opportunity. And if Christ said he called certain people whitewashed. So, you know, are you fake on the outside? Do you give an appearance of of Christ? I don't think we do that. I think as believers, if you see a need and you can meet it, you do it. So you can't do everything, but all of us can do something. I'm not sure. Oh, here. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and Taiwo, you've got the microphone, so let's move to you as well, because Taiwo works um, at the in the prison mental health team, and um, I can't imagine the challenge that that kind of job. Um, in your everyday world, Taiwo actually presents each day. I imagine you go knowing you're going to be facing some big challenges, and I'd love for you just to share about how you how you approach your such a challenging role each day. Thank you, Miss, and uh, I want to thank the pastor, 
and all the wonderful ladies that are part of this group. It's such a privilege to stand in front of you. And I know wherever we are, either single, married, or separated, we all make a difference. I've been in those three phases, and I know that we all do. Um, talking about the prison, um, people call it the prison. I call it a mission field. Um, eight years ago, I chose to be sentenced there, and I'm still there. <laughs> Isn't it great how you can just put yourself in for nothing? <laughs> I, I hear a lot of that from the, from the people that we see every day, too. Um, I think somebody has been dumping me with mess. <laughs> I work with mess. Husband is one of the prison nurses, so we work together there. And um, good looking, he's good looking. Indeed. Just thought I'd mention Indeed. that. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about the environment that we work in, it's very, very restrictive, as you all know. Very controlling. Very challenging. And I like what the pastor, Pastor Deb, said this morning. He said, if you are comfortable where you are, you've got to examine it. It's not comfortable. Amen? I didn't actually realize I was going into a war zone when I, when I got there. But I knew, and I knew that the God that has sent me said in his word that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against powers and principalities. And because we have that God in us, we are more than conquerors. So the place that I've been said that I walk in, it's very, very challenging. In terms of the job that we do, we don't have the usual resources that people in other states of Australia we have. We struggle to have psychiatrists maybe once every fortnight in a population of 600 people. I have a team of four people and I have some of the ladies in this room working with me. I believe God sent them. Without them, I would not have been able to do it. Um, so we work with about 600 people every day. Some people will tell you, oh, it's a waste of time. Why bother? I've heard that a lot. But I know God has a plan and a purpose for every life. So the way I approach it, I think I'm getting back to your question, is simply, just like um, Pastor said this morning, acknowledge that I am strategically placed there by the divine power of God. And through his grace, I can do it. So with the ladies, we work together as a team, and we just go for it. We don't look at what we don't have. We look at the gift that God has placed in us and with that gift and with the other people around us, we are able to work it out. Mm. Praise the Lord. Excellent. It's good. It's fantastic. And you know, so we, we have Judy who's crazy hospitable. Taiwo who just works in an amazing environment. And Cree. Cree, wave your hand for those that don't know. Hey. Cree's also in a very challenging environment in a primary school. 
Cree has been in our church a long time. She's worked with our youth program. She's working with James and I and young adults. But in her day-to-day, she's a primary school teacher. And we see such value in that. And um, Cree, we wanted to just see, you know, from your perspective, working with youth, working with young people, how do you um, face, especially knowing the the I guess the challenge or additional challenge maybe that Alice Springs um, can present to young people. How do you kind of just approach that a little bit with your everyday teaching? Yeah. Um, So I guess. Hello. (laughs) All right. Now we're there. Are we there? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, So, yeah, it is a challenge. Um, And there's kids who come in who um, there's, you know, it's not a safe environment at home um, and they don't have a lot of love coming from the home. So when they come in, they're not ready to learn and, like, my job is to teach them, so that can be really tricky if they're not ready for that. So sometimes you've just got to love on them and create um, an environment that they feel safe in Um, and sometimes they don't learn anything and you have to be okay with that Um, and just... Hopefully at the end of the year, um, when you've had them, that um, they feel safe and you've built a relationship with them and that's what they remember from the year. Um, One story, um, so two years ago, I had a little girl come in. Um, Her parents had sort of deserted her. Um, They decided, her and her brother, it was too hard. They'd separated. There was um, a lot of things happening at home. Um, So she was living with her grandma. Um, So when she came in to me, she was... There was no learning happening and she would cry and she would just lean on me all day and I'm trying to teach and she's just like on me like this. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, what am I going to do with this? Um, And I just saw her develop as the year went on. Um, And two years later, I've got her again, which is really special because she has flourished. Um, And it's just, it's really beautiful to see that um, she's growing um, and what love can do. So yeah, that's all the challenges. Yeah, it's good. That's great. It's really good. Thanks, Cree. Um, wow. I love hearing... Does anyone... I just love hearing just the everyday, just the way that we can all, um, just by doing what we do, can see change and impact in other people. And for you, Soph, Sophie, um, Sophie is new to Alice Springs this year, and um, your name came up when we were chatting about the panel just because of how beautifully you have, you and your family, Andrew and the kids, you guys have just swept into Desert Life Church and just been an amazing blessing. Um, Sophie's the mastermind behind all of our creative genius this weekend. <laughs> She's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so I guess we were just, I'd love for you to share just um, your, you know, you, you have managed to come in and just embrace a new community with three little ones. Um, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> um, okay, I guess um, to, to answer this question, you kind of have to, I, I think, get inside my head a little bit so you, Bear with me for a second. I um, I decided what I wanted to do with my whole life when I was six years old. Yeah. I I saw a drama class going on <laughs> and they asked me to come and join them and from that second I was hooked. I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to think about anything else. I was going to be the female Tom Cruise. <laughs> that was my dream. <laughs> 
And so um, everything from that point in my life was geared towards singing, dancing, acting. I didn't do anything else. At school, I did school and I put up with the other stuff. (laughs) But those were the things I lived for and I went to university and studied musical theatre. So it was, I was just, that was my world um, for 20 years of my life. (laughs) Um, And then... I felt called to Bible college um, a few years after that, and I'd, I'd done some wonderful things. My husband and I travelled and did cruise ships. We were singers on the cruise ships, and we did. My husband worked at theme parks, and so we did lots of amazing things around the world. But I, um, I just felt this tug to Bible college, and I thought at that moment that God was asking me to give up everything. That. Oh. <laughs> didn't think this would happen, sorry. <laughs> um, it's so silly. Um, but I thought he was asking me to give up my passion. Um, and I did. I laid it down and I said, okay, God, take it. Um, and I, I went to Bible college and my lecturers laughed at me <laughs> and said, you're not done with that. <laughs> and um, so what I've found is... Um, the, the Bible verse that says that God will give you the desires of your heart, he turned that on its head for me. He didn't give me the desires of my heart. He gave me the desires Amen. Amen. in my heart. And, um, and so I've just found that I, I, you know, these are the things that I built up years and years and years doing these sorts of skills. And so any opportunity that I've got, I, I can pour into that um, so when I when I came up, um, basically when I, my husband and I felt called to Alice Springs, we didn't come here for his work, although that's why we came here. We knew that God wanted us in Alice Springs. And so we packed up our little family. I was very pregnant. <laughs> and we moved up here because this is where we felt called to, to be. And so... Basically, every step from that point, um, every step since going to Bible college, really, has just been obedience. What do you want, God? Okay, we'll do it. That looks really hard, but I'm just one step in, one foot in front of the other. You know, we did musicals for the last four years. We've been doing musicals at a big church in Melbourne, and I've been, I have literally been pregnant for nearly every one of them. (laughs) 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 Or having a baby on, I did... Every Saturday for six months, we had rehearsals from nine till five, every Saturday. And my kids were there, Mm. and they were on the floor, or they were on someone else's hip, or my hip, and we just did it. Um, And I I learned not to think too far ahead, Mm. (laughs) or my brain would explode. But um, (laughs) it was, I was just, okay, what do you want, God? Okay, just do it. I don't think too much about it, don't... Um, I get stressed if I think too much about it. <laughs> just step into it and just go. Um, and, you know, it's the same up here, okay? What, what can we do? What have we got to give? What can I give? This is what I've got. Awesome. Do it. Um, and you just make a way, you know. Kids, um, I, I found for me, I didn't want to start a family pull them out of church so that my life would be easier and then when they get old enough then I've got to try and make a way for them to be a part of church. Mm. They, I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ. My husband is part of the body of Christ. My children are part of the body of Christ. So wherever I am, they're just going to come with me and they'll be a part of it and they'll 
learn it by being with us and being in it. And um, you've you've seen them at rehearsals; they just go. Yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. They just they're here. They'll run around. They'll be crazy, but they you know they're hearing the word of God nearly every day of the week. <laughs> they're in are in and around worship, and they're thriving um, kids. And I'm I wouldn't want them any other place. I love that they're in church, and I love that they're. Um, around these amazing women mm. all the time. So awesome, awesome. That's great. Thanks, so So good. And they are fun. They're fun to have around. <laughs> um, another Sophie. Sophie, good, wonderful, beautiful friend of mine too. Um, so Sophie is a midwife, um, also trained as a nurse, but functioning at the moment as a midwife and um, is out working out in various communities. And... Um, thinking about what a challenge it would be to be a midwife in some of these remote areas. I thought it'd be great to hear from Soph. Also, she, the nature of her job means she has to travel. She can't be there all the time. So she's in and out of women's lives, um, in and out of community. And so to sort of think about how you can make a difference, how you feel your position to make a difference in these women's lives, women's? Women's, women's lives. <laughs> in such an important stage of their life. Um, if you can just share a little bit about that, Soph. Sure. Um, so I've been a remote midwife now for just a year. It wasn't something that I anticipated. My boss called me into her office one day and was like, Sophie, someone's asked you to go remote for three months. Will you give it a go? And I was like, okay, sure. It sounds, sounds great. Um, on my first week, I'm like, I've just, I've just got to survive. <laughs> I remember driving and they're like... My boss is just like, just keep on going down past Ayers Rock and you'll eventually find Docker River. So anyway, <laughs> eight hours later, nearly have hit like numerous camels and cattle and, you know, anyhow, I was just like, oh, look, a sign for Docker River. I've made it. All right, all right, I'm here. I've survived. Anyhow, um, my first couple of weeks was quite daunting out there. I felt really overwhelmed within the first month or so I'd lost um, a couple of um, pregnant um, pregnancies to domestic violence and um, we had a neonatal death and just a a whole bunch of things I've been you know held hostage by a pig and I wasn't surviving (laughs) you know with like the water out there and the language was different and I was really lonely and I was really isolated and I was like god you've placed me here like you chose me to go here you did this you need to sustain me because I can't sustain myself out here like it's beautiful and I'm I know that I will enjoy this experience and I know that it will be lovely, but I've just got to get to three months and you've got to show me why I'm here. And I just went for a walk around the community and he reminded me of a scripture that he had given me initially when I'd started nursing. Um, And it's in Isaiah, you may be familiar with it, and it just says, no longer will there be an infant that only lives a couple of days or an old man that doesn't live to a hundred and he's like that's why you're here you're here for the kingdom you're here for kingdom purposes you're here to help usher in my my new earth and my new heaven and it's where there will not be death there will not be suffering you won't be seeing this he's just 
he just said to me, like, focus on me, focus on the kingdom, walk in, in prayer, walk in thanksgiving, walk in joy, walk in life, walk in the grace of God and the peace of God and the truth of who Jesus is and the truth of who the Holy Spirit is. And then the burden that I was feeling being in these beautiful but challenging communities lifted and I was like oh my gosh and I just I fell in love and I felt this just new heart of compassion and sustainability come upon me that I knew was the Holy Spirit because I was like I can't sustain myself out here but you've placed me here for a reason for a purpose I need to see what that is and I need to see what your vision is for these women and for these communities um and it's been a year and I don't plan on leaving like I absolutely I love it I you know it doesn't it hasn't gotten easier in the sense of the things that you encounter but the way that God is able to sustain us if we allow him to and if we hold on to his vision and we see the beauty in that it just it gives you strength and it gives you power and it's beautiful there's so much opportunity out there to you speak into the women's lives and to run different groups and I go into the schools and I teach on like I'm meant to be teaching on sexual health but I and I do but I teach them as well like what it is to be a girl and a woman and to be valued and value yourself and save yourself for you know for marriage and protect yourself and and your soul and your heart and um, running different groups for women that, you know, are isolated and have postnatal depression and things like that and just giving them hope and purpose again um, and women in domestic violence because there's a lot of domestic violence in everywhere in the world, unfortunately, but this is my, this is my area, this, these are my girls, so that's what I, I focus on and, like, just valuing themselves so that they can stand up for themselves in an otherwise really challenging environment. So I just feel so honoured and so privileged to be working in these communities. I feel like they're my home. Um, it is, like Mez said, I travel... So I've got five communities in the southern district of the Territory, so I do a lot of driving and I cover a lot of ground, but I always feel... Um, so warmly received by the ladies, they come to me and, or I go out and find them, <laughs> like, you must, I must see you. So, um, so, yeah, I just, I feel like it's beautiful, I feel like it's home, um, and I feel so privileged and honoured to be placed there um, by God, yeah, for, for his kingdom. Wow. Come on, let's give our girls a hand. Thank you so much. You guys can take a seat. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I can take that. Yeah. Oh, look, take your chairs. Thanks. Look, aren't they helpful? They help me. They share words of wisdom. Then they practically help as they leave. That's wonderful. Take that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I'll hold it. It's all right. Thank you. We didn't plan that part, so we weren't sure how that was going to go. <laughs> um, but really... I hope you were inspired then, like just five women who are all doing different different things, all in different parts of society. Um, but if you, there's a thread too, isn't there, when you hear about how how they approach what they do, and it's through the support of God, isn't it? The Holy Spirit, being obedient, listening to His voice, finding strength from Him, and I also loved how Judy talked about how actually we. 
you know, she could give because of what she had been experiencing herself. And so often that's the case, isn't it? That we, we have, what, what we have in our hand is what we have the opportunity to give to others. And if you hear each of those t- testimonies, each of them have walked a journey and they simply take one step in front of the next and they just give what God's given them to give with the skills, the abilities, the heart and the experience that they have. And we all have that. We all have that. So thank you so much, ladies. Why don't we thank them again just for sharing. Thank you so much. Amazing. We hope you have been encouraged by this message. For more information, check out our website at desertlifechurch.org.